everyone. Happy Saturday. Welcome to the Married to Football podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Campisi. Eric and Dale are here with me again this weekend. We're going to be talking about my crazy, bold prediction I had at the beginning of the year. And we're going to be talking about the Browns, the Steelers, Kansas City Chiefs. Are they the team to beat in the AFC? So let's get into it. Welcome to the Married to Football podcast, the super fan take football today. Guys, let's talk about my crazy bold prediction that I had at the beginning of this year. I said that the Ravens would not make the playoffs. Now they're sitting six and four. It doesn't seem too crazy. And the Ravens lost to the Titans. I know it's early, but do you still see them making the playoffs? Well, depending on how this uh, COVID-19 situation unfolds, if they expand the playoffs to eight teams, then yes. I, I, find a hard, I find it hard to believe that the Ravens would somehow not be in the top half of the AFC standings. If you look at their losses, they have a loss to the Steelers, the Chiefs, uh, the Titans and the Patriots. Now the Patriots loss doesn't look very good, but we'll qualify that with the fact that it was in, you know, very severe weather and it's, it's tough to pull through in those games on the road sometimes. The Ravens have a very easy schedule to finish out the year mm-hmm. other than the Pittsburgh game. Um, and I guess the Cleveland game. Uh, they should be heavily favored in every other game. So you figure, let's say they split the Cleveland-Pittsburgh game, so they win one of those two, and then they uh, lose the other one. That should, you know, they should win out other than that. Um, I have a hard time believing they don't go at least 10-6, and six, if not 11-5. and 11-5 gets you in no matter what. 10-6 and six is going to get you in if there's an 18 Field. Okay, you don't um, think this if they blows beat, their confidence a little bit and they lose a couple games that they shouldn't have lost? Uh, I think their confidence has been shaken just because they've, they've been losing some games. There's been a little bit of internal strife in that locker room. Um, there's been emotions have kind of run high. And it's frustrating for a team that was supposed to be this juggernaut, you know, a team that, you know, they I think it was after week four or something, they did not lose another regular season game last year. And then uh, they were let down by an early exit in the playoffs, and they expected to come right back out and dominate again. And in the beginning of the year, that's what we thought we had. And now we've run into some complications with injuries, with COVID, and with uh, you know Lamar Jackson's inability to get the ball downfield to his receivers. But this is something we knew was going to be a problem if they had to throw the ball downfield. You know, you couple that with uh, potentially two of their three running backs being sidelined uh, at least this week, if not further, that is if the game happens. Um, it's very difficult for them. But looking at their schedule, like I said, I mean, I want to believe that the Browns could beat them on Monday Night Football, but this is the Ravens and Browns we're talking about, so might not be so easy. And... Uh, 
Steelers game, obviously, if that game gets played, is going to be a tough game for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I see them 10-6 and six or 11-5, and five, really, and I think that gets them in. Okay. Dale, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. I think, um, you know, I was looking at this and uh, beforehand prepping for this, and, you know, right as we were starting to, to record, we got the, the news about Lamar Jackson uh, and it just gets more complicated and complicated. But um, I think as Eric was talking about, uh, you know, earlier, they're in that eighth spot right now. And there's seven currently that are getting into the playoffs. If the NFL goes to that contingency plan where eight teams get in, uh, then it's, it's guaranteed. Because right now, there's basically nine teams that are competing for seven spots. Um with, with six games left. So if you put Pittsburgh and Kansas City in as of right now, you've got seven teams left for the remaining spots. Um, and, and all of those teams are either seven and three or six and four. And that's going from the Bills, Colts, Titans, Browns, Raiders, Ravens, and Dolphins. Um, the Dolphins are in that last spot. They're ninth. Uh, and they, they have, they have the Jets and Bengals, but then they've got the Chiefs, Patriots, Raiders, and Bills. I don't see that. I mean, I see I see that being at you know a two and four finish, or at best maybe a three and three, which nine and nine and seven just probably isn't going to be good enough. So I don't think they're going to be able to get the win to make it into that top seven. So if you look at who's left, it's actually interesting because everybody has a, a lot of relatively easy games left on their schedule. None of them are overly difficult. Um, so it ends up being really close. I mean, I looked at it, and to me it came down to basically the Browns versus the Ravens for that last spot. And then I think ultimately amongst them, it's going to come down to who wins that Monday night game. Yeah. Um, I, I see the Ravens clo- I, and Browns both closing their seasons, their last six, with either a 4-2 and two or a 3-3 three and three record. And that's going to really hinge on who beats whom in Cleveland again on Monday night. Um, the Raiders are behind Cleveland right now, but they have an e- easier schedule. Um, they've got Atlanta, the Jets, the Colts, the Chargers, the Dolphins, and Denver. Uh, I think they can close that at five and one or four and two. Yeah. So I think up, I think they make up that game. Plus they have the head-to-head tiebreaker. So again, I, I think it comes down to Baltimore, Cleveland. Right now, it, it's it's incredibly slim, but I I think I would give the edge to Baltimore. Uh, you know, Cleveland right now is dealing with, with injuries as they have all year. Uh, Denzel Ward is the latest to go down, uh, to a, a unit, a positional unit on that team that could not afford to lose anybody else, let alone their best player. Uh, so I would have to give the slight edge to Baltimore, but with what's going on there that we're finding out up to the minute with COVID, um, if they, if they don't have Dobbins, Ingram, and Lamar Jackson and they're forced to play the Steelers, there's no way in hell they win. Their only chance is if that game gets rescheduled later on in the year to to a point where they have those players. Okay. If Lamar Jackson misses more than the Steelers game, uh, then that changes everything, and they could they could very well lose to Dallas without Lamar Jackson. I don't have a lot of confidence in RG three, and especially with other weapons being out. And if the wheels start coming off the wagon, if they drop two more games, who knows what kind of effort you're going to get against the Browns. Um, so, 
Yeah, it, it is possible. But, but even still, if they if they expand to eight, um, there's a chance. You have a lot of crossover with teams playing each other that are uh, they're going for these three wild card spots. Um, it's very, very, very unfortunate for the Browns that they did not win that Raiders game. When mm-hmm. they lost that Raiders game, I felt like that was going to come back to haunt them. And you could find them yourself in a situation where if you drop that game to the Ravens, you're going to end up at the end of the year being tied with the Raiders, and the Raiders are going to get that tiebreaker because of the head-to-head matchup. So the Ravens-Browns game is of utmost importance to both teams. All right, since we're talking about the Browns now, can they keep this up? You know, if the Browns want to stay in the playoffs, do you think that Monday night game is going to be the decider against the Ravens? Do you think if they beat the Ravens on Monday night, that that's their surefire way into the playoffs? It doesn't have to be because, I mean, yeah, it, it would help a lot. But the Browns have games against the Jaguars, Jets, and Giants that they should win. I know we say should. But let's face it, those teams are based, especially the Jets and the Jags, those teams are basically tanking now. Mm-hmm. And the Browns, you know, COVID permitting, should win those games. And that puts you at 10 wins. Now you have the other three games. And obviously I'm going out of order. The other three games are the Titans, Ravens, and Steelers. Um, if you could win one of those three games, and it could very well be the Steelers game at the end of the year where if the Steelers have it locked up, they might decide to rest their starters at, at Cleveland. The Browns could kind of cherry pick a win and move on that way. I'm convinced that 11 and 5 gets you in. So I guess the, the number that they have to shoot for right now being 7 and 3, if you want to close out the season at 4 and 2, 4 and 2, then you're good. So if you can lose two of these games, you know, I, I guess to me, the most likely ones, again, COVID permitting, would be the Titans and the um, Ravens because I really do believe Pittsburgh's going to have a locked up and especially if they're not going for undefeated season, they could just rest people. Um, and I know the Titans, you know, they they, they uh, were exposed a little bit against the Colts recently. So they're, they're beatable. That game is at Tennessee. So it'll be a little tough. But I, I think if you're the Browns, you just have to try take it one game at a time. You get to 11 and 5, you should be good. You get to 10 and 6, then, like I said earlier, it's going to be tiebreaker city. So we got to figure out all that, and you have to hope for the other teams losing, which, which will happen. It'll shake itself out. 10 and 6, I think you got like a 50 50 shot. I think 11 and 5, you're in for sure. Okay. Yeah, I think we, I mean, based on the, them being in very, very similar positions right now in the standings, we've covered a lot of it with talking about the Ravens. Uh, and, and now the Browns, but pretty much echoing everything that Eric said, it, you know, there's six games left, three and three gets you to 10 and six, and that might be good enough. Uh, four and two, uh, almost guarantees that you'll be in, uh, 11 and five. Uh, I'm sure if we went back and looked, there might be an example of an 11 and five team that, that didn't make the playoffs, but, uh, I bet the percentages are pretty damn good. Um, and so, yeah one game at a time, like Eric said, I'm really interested to see in the next three games, if the Browns can go two and one in those games, as opposed to one and two, which is what I conservatively put them at, assuming they beat Jacksonville and they can take one of either Tennessee or Baltimore, that's going to be real telling as we go into the final three. Uh, 
because if they can go two and one there, everything opens up because you, you've got the Jets, you've got the Giants, and you've got a game against Pittsburgh that very likely doesn't mean anything. Um, you never know, and you don't want to, you don't want to, uh, go into that assuming that you're going to get a Pittsburgh that's not fighting for anything in, in the final week and is going to just kind of lay down and let you get that win because they're resting players. Uh, so you want to do everything you can to do, uh, you know, to, to lock this up as soon as you can. Um, and while it wouldn't lock it up technically, going two and one in this next three would put you in the perfect position to, uh, to close out strong, get to that four and two, get to 11 and five and get your playoff spot locked up. You guys have anything else about the Browns you want to talk about? You were incredulous a little bit last week that Eric and I were not fully 100% confident against the Eagles. Um, and I think you kind of maybe saw why in that game last weekend, um, where the Eagles, I think for two and a half quarters, at least played a lot better than most people expected them to play. Mm-hmm. And the Browns played maybe a little worse than most people would have expected them the to play. Browns it seems won. like the Browns won. I knew no, they no, won. no, absolutely. They did what they, uh, this isn't criticism of the Browns. This is just kind of explaining that this, this is why I think Eric may disagree, but this is why we felt the way we did going into it is that they weren't going to, they weren't going to be able to just start that game and run away from, weren't run away from the Eagles and have that game be over after a quarter. It was going to take a while. And it seems like this Browns team, especially since they lost OBJ, they need to rely on wearing that defense down mm-hmm. and getting that running game going in the in the second half, um, very much so in the fourth quarter. And so the key for the Browns is to make sure that they are leading or very closely behind, if at all, um, when you're going into you know the the third quarter when when. When, you, when you're closing out the third quarter, let's say, because the fourth quarter is when they have to really, really pour it on, uh, uh, play the possession game, make sure they have the ball and keep it out of the opposing team's hands. Um, that's when, since he came back, Chubb and Hunt have been most effective. And I think that's what they have to rely on because that's going to be their strength. They can't, they can't throw the ball around as much as they may have wanted to when they had Landry and OBJ. Yeah, that's true. I definitely think they the running game is the most important thing to the Browns right now. Yeah. I think, and I, I think you're right. And I also think too to be to be fair and honest to him, I think watching that Chubb is not a hundred percent yet. He's uh, he's getting there, but he's not a hundred percent yet. So you have to you have to you know keep keep giving him carries and working back in, but be careful. Yeah, definitely be careful because we you don't want Nick Chubb getting hurt again. No. If that happens, you know, unfortunately, sorry, but their chances of doing anything are really pretty much done at that point. Yeah. All right. So we're talking about the AFC. Are the Chiefs the team to beat in the AFC? Is the key to victory not giving Pat Mahomes the ball back? You know, I talked about it a little bit earlier. Almost, I feel like, as a team, I don't want Pat Mahomes getting the ball back. I don't want him getting the ball back with a minute. I don't want him getting the ball back with two minutes. I don't want him getting the ball back with 30 seconds. So I almost feel like that is definitely, like, something these teams need to, like, 
think about going forward, like maybe going for more fourth downs, keeping the ball out of his hands. What do you guys think about it? I do think the Chiefs are the team to beat. Sorry to the Steelers. I know they're undefeated and they're probably like they don't get the respect that they deserve, being that they are undefeated. But we, we all know that if the Chiefs and Steelers played, you know, next week, even if it was at Pittsburgh, I believe Vegas would install the Chiefs as a favorite. You're right about not wanting to let Mahomes have the ball at the end of the game, but you, you can't, you can't live in total fear of allowing him to have the ball. You have to study up on him, figure out what they're doing or, or try to anticipate what they're going to do to you and come up with a creative defensive scheme to stop it. They have, have to be creative. You know, Tyreek Hill is, is very athletic and very fast. They, they have very athletic weapons on their offense. Between Mahomes, Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, uh, they have some running backs that can play. Um, you have to scheme up. You have to, uh, you have to get after him. You have to have a, a heavy pass rush, you know, but and you touched on it about, uh, ball control, you know, holding on to the ball. You can't, not put points on the board just because you're afraid, oh, there's going to be too much time left on the clock from the home. Just to rely on your defense a little bit. Because if you, you know, get too cute, you might end up not scoring or you might end up having a kicker shank a field goal or something. I think, like, I touched on a little earlier about the Browns. Um, let's, let's say the Chiefs end up being the two seed, the Browns end up being the seven seed. Uh, that's the type of game, or like, I think I think the Chiefs would rather see. Uh, I don't think they want to go up against a team that runs the football hard and can try to control time possession. They want to get into a shootout, you know, or they want to force you into a shootout by developing a lead on you early. And some teams just aren't built that way. I know the Browns and the Ravens in particular. Like if the Chiefs go up twenty-one nothing, that's it. There's, there's no way they can come back from that. Um, they're not unbeatable. Uh, I feel like the Steelers, that, that's going to be, if that ends up being the AFC Championship, that could be a great game. It could be a game for the ages. I almost feel like it's, it's almost the Super Bowl because I do believe that those two teams would be the top two teams in the NFL and not just the AFC. Um, but, yeah, I I don't know. Do you, who do, you, do you guys see a team knocking them off once we get into the playoffs? It, it's going to have to be another team that has a really hot day from a good quarterback. So, I mean, a team like, I'm not saying I would pick them 10 times out of 10 or even more than five times out of 10 against the Chiefs, but a Green Bay Packers team or a Saints team that gets a great day out of, you know, Rodgers or Breeze or Kamara or Michael Thomas, whomever, that, that's, I feel like, what, what, what you're going to need to have happen in order to beat them. Because as we talked about... There's not a great defense out there, so there's not a team that's going to line up against them and really be expected to shut them down. You don't see anybody in the AFC, though? In the AFC? No, I'm... No. Josh Allen, maybe? Can Josh Allen get hot? I think that the Steelers obviously can take them, but that you know, guys, no, that's just me. I think the Steelers can take the Well, you think the Steelers can take anybody anytime, anywhere, anyplace. Anytime, anywhere, anyplace. Give it to me. You're still confused why the Steelers haven't won the last 45 consecutive Super Bowls, so. Okay. 
No, I, I really do think the Steelers, I think that would be a really close game, but I think the Steelers could pull it off. I think it would be a super close game against the Chiefs, but I think the Steelers could pull it off just because I think the, our pass rushers are way better than any pass rushers in the league. I think that they could get to Mahomes, I think, get him uncomfortable. I think that's the key yeah. to Mahomes. Well, I, I, I think you, you set me up again to, you, well, you set both of us up again to be Steelers haters here, but uh, you know, I there there's a there's a great uh, Western philosopher who said once to if you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. Mm-hmm. I believe that was Ric Flair. Um, yes. But uh, when you boil it all down, that's what it is. Uh, you know, you might want all the attention for being ten and zero if you're the Steelers, and rightly so. But the fact of the matter is, when the defending champs are right there with you, just a game behind in nine and one. Mm-hmm. And they've got Pat Mahomes. They're going to get the attention, and deservedly so. They're going to be, they're going to be the team to beat until they get beaten. Um, so they're, you know, they're the favorite until they're eliminated. Whenever that, if that happens, um, you know, I went back and I looked uh, from about a month or month to six weeks ago at my at my uh, prep documents for the podcast uh, after the Chiefs lost to the Raiders in October we talked about why they lost the game and I had looked and I mentioned specifically that they played the ball control offense and they won that time of possession battle, uh, 35 minutes and 17 seconds to 24 minutes, 43 seconds. So they basically had the ball more than 10 minutes more than the chiefs did. And, you know, we, we talked about and agreed basically your best chance to beat the chiefs is keeping the ball out of Mahomes' hand. Because if you assume that if he gets 10 possessions, I'm not sure what the rate is, but let's assume he's going to get a touchdown at a 60% clip. So you're giving him six. If you give him 10 possessions, he's getting six touchdowns. So your best bet is to give only give him five possessions so that he can get, <clears throat> excuse me, only get three touchdowns. And you have to hope that your defense plays well enough and that your offense also plays well enough that they, they can actually hold on to the ball and get those points on the board. It's, it's a fine line to walk because they do such a good job with their offense of putting pressure on your defense um, that it's not easy. And that's why they, that's why they won so many games last year. That's why they've already won nine out of 10 this year. Um, but that is, that is what you have to do. I mean, the reality is that the rule changes favor the offense and it's more often than not anymore. The game is going to come down to, uh, you know, who has the best quarterback and who gets that last possession as long as they have enough time to get any points up on the board. So I, I think it all comes down to, uh, you know, you, you have to do whatever you can to play to win and not, and not play not to lose. Okay. It's, a, it's a fine line and distinction there, but that's what you have to do when you play against the Chiefs. Because if I think, as Eric said, if you try and get cute, you may come down to losing over, uh, you know, a last-minute field goal, or some other situation like that, um, and you might you might not win. You you may lose if you go for it, but you're gonna probably gonna have a better chance if you go all out. You still have to play smart. You can't go for it on fourth and thirty, but you get you have to take some chances and you have to you have to give it all you have if you're if you want a shot at beating that team because they're really good. And, uh, but you know, they're not perfect. Like we said, they, uh, they didn't really have any holes on that offense, but they went and signed Le'Veon Bell and now they have a hole at running back. 
They have a hole there. <laughs> hey, he had a, he had a touchdown. He did have a touchdown. Yeah, I thought you. I thought that. I mean, I can fall into the end zone from a yard out too. So, listen, I do not want to play the Chiefs. I don't want to have to. I actually was hoping the Raiders beat the Chiefs when I was watching that game. I was like, I. I shouldn't be well, yeah, of for course you did. That that puts the Steelers one game closer to clinching. Yeah, I was like sitting there <laughs> watching my fantasy, and I'm like, why do I want Pat Mahomes to do well? I don't want Pat Mahomes to do well. I like Pat Mahomes, but I need them to lose. Yeah, from here on forward, I don't care if the Chiefs win. Well, they're they're probably going to win a good amount of their last games too. Uh, I that's the one thing that makes it interesting when we were talking about the Browns and the Ravens specifically the Browns going into that last game against Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. where we assumed if they were, you know, 15-1, and one, they wouldn't have to be playing for anything. Possibility is, though, that they might still be playing to keep the Chiefs at bay because the Chiefs have the, the Bucks, the Broncos, the Dolphins, Saints, Falcons, and Chargers. Uh, all, obviously, they can win every single one of those games, and they might win all of them. But the only one that looks, I mean, difficult to me is that Saints game. Maybe the Bucks. But the Saints game is about the only thing standing between them and a 15 yeah. and one season. And if Drew which would mean even plays, the, and that would mean that the Steelers would have, would have to go 16 and 0 to get that number one spot. Thanks everyone for listening. Don't forget to rate our show. Don't forget to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you like to follow along. And don't forget to check us out at MTFB Podcast on Twitter. Have a great weekend, everyone. Good luck in fantasy. Cheers.